0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on wednesday the 15th of march today i am joined by gabby Carza, who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there gabby how are you doing today
1: great thanks peter how are you
0: yeah very good very good um so Um, What story would you like to take from today's Watson's Daily?
1: um i was interested in this story about celadon pharmaceuticals so um, this is about how they've become the first uk-based medical cannabis manufacturer to be granted a home office license to sell products in the uk Mm. Um, and this is you know since cannabis was um legalized for medicinal use in the uk in 2018 um there was quite a lot of excitement at that time about the potential of um cannabis reforms and cannabis use but it's been pretty slow moving since that point um you know seeing other nations moving at kind of a lot increased speed Um, more things are being legalized than just cannabis i mean literally last month um, australia has just legalized the medicinal use of mdma and psilocybin Um, and Mm. psilocybin use has um, been legal in in some states in america like california and oregon for a couple of years now Um, all for medicinal use this is obviously Mm. Um, but this celadon story is interesting because celadon was previously only allowed to cultivate um, cannabis and manufacture its thc cannabis oil under its home office license but the home office has now updated its license so that it can now sell the product rather than just manufacturing Mm -hmm. um and this was because um back in january of this year uh the uk's medicines and healthcare products regulatory agency um gave them went to celadon's uh, manufacturing facility in in birmingham and gave it a good manufacturing practice registration so they've kind of um met all of the the tests and requirements um for this Mm -hmm. um but so previously the only route to market for a cannabis product in the uk um was to be approved kind of following clinical trials by the Mm. medicines and Healthcare's product regulatory agency the mhra Mm. um so there haven't been um that many companies that have been able to be um have had their cannabis products to market in this way um the first one was gw pharmaceuticals back in Uh 2018 um but hopefully we're seeing with this story we're seeing a bit of a rise in interest in the medicinal cannabis space within the uk um and making the access to it a little bit more increased now the, the one thing i would say about this story um is it it doesn't quite um, focus on the issues that we have within the NHS of which there are many and I'm not going to untackle uh, uh, you know tackle them all today but the issue to do with the way that medicinal cannabis is prescribed in the UK, Currently, the NHS really view it as a last resort, even though there's been quite a few studies that have come out showing how beneficial it can be for chronic pain sufferers, for people who have epilepsy. Um, and there are actually a few more studies that have just been launched in the last couple of months that are going to be taking place specifically on medicinal cannabis um, within mm. the UK. But since 2018, when it was legalized here, um, it's only been about, it's estimated to be about 25,000 pa- patients who've had mm. access, which, you know, when you think about the population of the UK is a very very small number and that's over quite a few years now so I think this story is exciting and for Celadon it definitely is I mean their share price jumped up by 23% following this Mm -hmm. news Um, Mm -hmm. so it's good for them but the wider implications of it within the UK I think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see because it does depend on the NHS and and Mm -hmm. what they decide to do.
0: Mm -hmm. No absolutely I mean I think that this is you know this this is a, a major moment but I think that you know, it seems to me that, uh, I mean, I I've certainly I've been writing about, you know, cannabis for a while. And, and it, this feels like it's the first kind of big story about cannabis that I've really seen for quite some time. I mean, mm. I, you know, I mean, this whole thing, where, you know, it was all kicked off a few years ago when, you know, Canada um legalized you know legalized it and and then you had states in america then over here there was excitement about mm-hmm. cbd oil and all that kind of stuff and 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 then it just seems to have just kind of gone kind of sideways i mean i i don't know whether um but perhaps you know things like uh, covid meant that um, other priorities were you know uh, went further up the list mm-hmm. and things like CBD went further down because you know th- there were other there were other things going on um, but uh, but yeah you know I mean I mean this does seem to um, uh, be an a, a, I could say an, a, a re- an interesting and, and reasonable development I mean whether or not um, that actually I don't know whether it kind of unlocks anything else. I I, I don't really know, but, um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, any, any, any other thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree that I think there have been other priorities within the UK, lots of different priorities for the government, um, mm. and for the general public, um, over the last few years since 2018, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily surprised. Um, but I do mm. kind of also agree that, you know, what previously brought the UK to, to legalizing medicinal cannabis was what was happening with other countries, it mm. becoming more of a talk. So I do think some of the recent stories happening elsewhere, like I mentioned, with Australia legalizing medicinal use of psilocybin, and there's been mm. increased excitement about psilocybin in other countries I think that conversation increasing don't think it's going to lead to psilocybin use being legalized imminently within the UK but it might mm. lead to more kind of progress in the medicinal cannabis market mm. here um, mm. and um, yeah so I, I do think it's something we're gonna to have to watch but you know it does depend on on you know the wider priorities of the government but there mm. have been increased studies at, that constantly get launched all the time um, that are talking about all the different chronic pain sufferers um, and other medicinal uses that could be all the, all the sufferers within the UK that if they had access to this, it could really transform their lives. I mean, the department Mm. of health and social care estimates that it might be as many as 3 million chronic pain, sufferers that Mm. could be eligible for cannabinoid treatments in the Mm -hmm. UK so I I do think it has to come from a a government reform perspective but also from an NHS reform perspective and how the kind of approach to medicinal cannabis works Um, but I think there are this story is kind of the start of potentially more similar stories I mean just two weeks ago um, the UK's largest medicinal cannabis company Life Group um, that's L-Y-P-H-E group um has just announced a new capital raise and they just did a whole internal restructuring as well so i think they're and they also have a large part of their um kind of manufacturing and and a presence in australia so i think the news in australia about psilocybin has kind of contributed to life's excitement about Mm. cannabis in the uk as well so Mm. i think we are seeing there are a few more stories here and there popping up about this but i don't know i think it remains to be seen how much it will affect the mm. individual member of the british public
0: yes absolutely i mean I, to be honest i think the only way that they're going to generate even more of excitement is if they put ai in the name you know like, <laughs> yeah. like, like life ai and then suddenly um, <laughs> all these investors are going to get really interested yeah. um, <laughs> but so, anyway um okay fair enough um so i'll move on to um, a story that's or you know a, well kind of two stories i guess um in today which I thought were very interesting on crypto uh, now the thing is is we we heard that um on 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 the one hand that uh, binance is um potentially what well, is going to be suspending sterling transfers um now the this is due to um uh, you know this is this is due to pressure from um, regulators and this pressure has led to um, binance's payment provider paysafe um, to um, you know limit uh, any any kind of payments and things for for customers this has come in addition to natwest also limiting um, customers uh, crypto payments as well um, and I think that this just, Goes to show the, the. I think that the regulators really are using the failure of of SVB, um, uh, sorry, so, uh, so SVB signature and Silvergate. Anything that's kind of connected to tech and and you know and crypto, they're using this as an excuse um, to kick um, these you know crypto down uh, while you know while it while it is down. Um, I mean, I think this is pretty serious um, for Binance, which, to be honest, is not the friends of the regulator anyway. Because remember, Binance continues to try to do business over here, and the FCA says it's not satisfied with it, and therefore it can't be a regulated business. So it's very annoying for them. It's particularly annoying, as, especially like you say, you got, you know, they presumably um, having um, an involvement of, of, of you know, uh, companies like NatWest. Uh, facilitating payments and, and activities in in crypto has been quite good for um uh, quite good for it but now that it seems to be withdrawing it doesn't look it's not looking great
1: mm. yeah yeah i definitely agree they're trying to kick crypto while it's down I, I would still say that you know i think there's still quite a it's a small community overall mm-hmm. but there's still a staunch you know, fan base of crypto, of various different products to market. But I think it's becoming increasingly fragmented, right? As some of the big mm. players topple, there's more and more kind of small dogs entering the arena. Mm. I mean, that's an interesting, interesting <laughs> analogy for me, dogs entering an arena, but, you know, yeah. that will well, go I think, Well, I
0: think, well, Croft has uh, just been on, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, that, so there, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the working <laughs> dogs
1: group coming up next, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think there are increasingly small players kind of tr- trying to enter the space and, mm. and make some headway, but mm. that's only kind of increasing the fragmentation Um of you know fans of crypto of users it's Mm. becoming more difficult for them to access you know one provider that can offer everything and and have that connected to their mainstream banking system clearly there's there's more and more um kind of issues being put in more more friction being created between the kind of crypto world and you know the regular banking and finance world um Mm. as regulators and banks you know understandably get concerned about all of the stories you know like ftx and, and and silvergate and all that so yeah, I do think it is a sign that people should be wary. I don't think mm. it's a sign it's necessarily all going to come crumbling down. But mm. it is, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more stories like this
0: in the coming months. Mm. I mean, I think that you're, again, you're, you know, just picking up from what you said in terms of the fragmentation of, you know, this is mm. a fragmented industry. Mm-hmm. It is quite, it is pretty niche as well. You know, some of me does wonder whether, whether regulators just, You know, they're putting the pressure on when they can. This is going to get rid of maybe more peripheral players. And so by the time we reach a point where perhaps, you know, CBDCs, which, by the way, um uh, was a quick bite uh that you can see if you are a subscriber of watson's daily there's there's a, a good article um written by Hamzi kumar um on this that was last week so have a look at that but anyway you know when by the time cbdc's and things get sorted um and you know we have a bit more idea of what the regulatory landscape is going to look like regarding crypto assets as a whole Mm. um you know maybe by that point there will be stronger players um within the you know a crypto ecosystem um Mm. so that you know it, it may you know the regulators will have something robust to actually regulate rather than a whole bunch of you know god knows what they're you know these 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 things are like so that's the I mean, I wonder whether that you know maybe maybe that will happen, like you say, I don't see that that you know that the these players will necessarily all disappear um because as you say, there's a lot of there's still a lot of, you know there is demand for this mm-hmm. um it's just whether you know who can survive really. Mm. um and especially under the current circumstances i mean now i've just seen i have just seen now um you know banks have taken another tumble again in in, in uh in trading because there's there's worries that the financial set i mean it, if that's happening in the sort of conventional safe in inverted commas mm-hmm. um, banking system then you know there's not really that much hope at the moment if you're if you're um you know a crypto bank for instance mm. yeah. um
1: yeah, but then I guess equally over the years, you know, various different crypto exchanges and platforms have weathered numerous storms. You know, we've yeah. we've had quite a lot of, it's been a bumpy road for crypto. There's been very high highs and very low lows. And this might mm. just be one of the natural troughs and there might be another peak coming soon. I mean, mm. I think the, the whole journey of crypto is, is kind of littered with these stories, isn't it? Mm. But there's still kind of, it, it, sometimes, you know, when... Um, when this stuff happens, it opens up the space for new, stronger competitors to come through and mm. realize the mistakes of of those around them. See, see mm. what what threatened that west uh, in this way. What what mm. were they scared of? Let's develop something that w- they won't be afraid of. That mm. they won't mm. put limits on. You know. Mm. So, I I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a time to be wary.
0: I think. Mm. Absolutely. So there we go. Um, be wary, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, thank you very much indeed um, for your insights today. Some very interesting um, topics um, today, which, which aren't SVB, although mm-hmm. they're kind of related. There was a little bit of relation to SVB. Yeah. Um, but, um, but thank you very much, as always, for your insights, uh, Gabby. Really great. Yeah, of course. Um, and thank you very much for uh, listeners for listening um and we will be back again tomorrow for more excitement and i suspect that we may be talking about the budget maybe Just who knows maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway uh thank you very much indeed um have a great day and uh we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks bye